Welcome back to No Beer Left Behind. I am Brian, and I am joined this evening with the one, the only, Frank from Austin. Frank, how are you doing, buddy? Brian, doing well. How are you? I am crushing it this evening. Sorry, I was running around a little bit here. I realized as I was counting us down to record that all the fans were on in my room, and oh. I was like, oh, hell, I'm going to have to turn those off. And it is it is that time of year. Uh, well, and you know what this brew room is like. I mean, it's yeah, it, it climate controlled kind of like, like a little oven. But I, dude, the fridge, two fridges in there does not help the situation. I, two fridges, and then all of my recording equipment. Like I understand that, like the Xbox that you play while we cast the, when it's not not just two people. Xbox that I play, <laughs> the uh, the old school LCD TV that somehow puts off heat by itself. Wait, know. wait, wait, buddy, buddy. Is that thing have you mounted that sucker yet? No, Can I didn't. Pull it out two inches <laughs> just in case you have company. If we have company <laughs> just push it back up against the wall and the thing moves barely. No, I have not. <laughs> However, uh, when I moved the TV out of our living room into here eventually that that thing will be mounted on the wall and yep. that's that's how we will cast from then on uh i do hey just throw back that episode of the office you're talking is, about the dinner party episode yeah yep. still one of my favorite episodes but i feel like people who felt awkward for scott's tots don't feel awkward enough during that episode no they should yeah to me is the most awkward office episode it's like it's the most relatably awkward. Like Scott's Tots is just terrible planning and terrible execution. Oh, yeah. on no everybody's one, part. Yeah, you, you don't think anyone would ever go 15 years uh, no. thinking they've got a scholarship on lock <laughs> from the local paper man- manager. And, and then the fact that he goes, oh boy, I totally forgot about that. I really thought I was going to be something 15 years ago by now. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, no, the dinner party episode is something that everyone on this planet can relate to can relate to or has experienced something mm-hmm. like so, some takeaway like uh to, a, a couple arguing openly in front of guests that's always fun gotta love that uh <laughs> i just feel like it did i i feel like the scott's tots people give scott's tots awkwardness too much play oh yeah not enough acknowledgement of the awkwardness that is the dinner party because to me I was way more uncomfortable. Scott's Tots to me is just hilarious and stupid. Right. The dinner party episode, I'm like, holy shit, I've been in that situation. This is really awkward. Oh, oh, you mean getting, you go to a dinner, everything's going fine, and all of a sudden you get looped into some MLM about candles, and you're like, oh, son of a bitch, I thought we were in a good spot. Or or you thought the guy that invited you to dinner was a good person, and then they go, bitch, you burnt the ham, and you're like, whoa, okay, <laughs> well, this got really weird. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, babe. Why don't you take down the artwork that you put up in the wall? Well, I don't know, babe. It's maybe because I didn't work hard enough. Like it just—I yeah. like when he he whips out the same poly. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. So, All right, now we can have dinner. Now we can. Have, <laughs> I that is embarrassingly not requested enough in the beer world. Like <laughs> the the St. Pauli girl sign. The St. Pauli girl sign. Yeah, it's like. 
It's not a thing that, you know, people request some dumb shit. Like everybody wants to, a fucking Coors Light canoe that they saw in a commercial that they saw that, that now is available at Walmart. In the on 90s. Yeah. yeah. Or they want like, ah, oh, let me get that. The, the New Belgium bike. Oh, it's sick. While that's sick, it is not timeless. Okay. No. St. Polly Girl Neon is fucking timeless. And the moment that I can get my grubby little paws on a St. Saint, Saint Girl Neon, I will have an electrician come out and make sure that my uh, my house can handle it because I'm just going to tell you right now, beer neons are not rated to be hung up in a residential area. Uh, those things need to have some commercial grade uh, <laughs> electricals run to them. Just so you know, ballasts on neons are not, I rated, no idea. They're not rated for residential use. And if your house ever catches on fire and it is it turns out that the neon was the cause of it guess who's not getting insurance paid out well and the neon will definitely i mean that's it's, similar temperatures to plasma running through that bitch so you're <laughs> gonna be shit is melting all around yeah uh so just a word to the wise uh however leds that you see hanging on bars those are cool you can rock those those are i mean there's no no more power pole than the shit that i have in my room right now i mean fuck I've got two studio lights and two outdoor spotlights lighting up the back wall in this room alone, and my electric bill has gone up zero dollars. So, proud. Of That's myself. fair. Yeah, LEDs will do that. That's a good way to do it. Okay, let's get to what we're drinking tonight because you're drinking something. I mean, it's like in the same vein as St. Pauli Girl, honestly. Central European Lager. Yeah, Stella Artois. It's a go-to. I mean, I, I'm a fan. Always have been. Um, I've always heard. It's a little bit, I don't want to say outdated when it gets here, but it's its not as good as when you have it. And it's, it's definitely not as good as it is on tap on the East Coast in the bottle here. Oh, well, yeah, no, it's not. But it's, it's not, still fine. It's not as good on tap. It's not as good in the bottle here as it is on tap here, on draft here. Yeah. But, I mean, that comes from, it's its a shipped packet or shipped, shipped beverage in a green bottle, which... Green bottles are not known to take care of beer well. They just look pretty and they look nice. I, I don't mind. Stella's good. Stella in a can. Stella. I like Stella in the can. Yeah. Stella in the can is fucking. It's amazing. Stella and Heineken both in cans. But I, I will say, so good. My my preference is still Peroni. Mm-hmm. Peroni, do Peroni in a can? Mm-hmm. Amazing. It's Peroni amazing. is my go-to. If I can get Peroni and you get it nice and cold. But I mean, that's yeah, my go-to Central European, or I guess not really Central, but nah. European. Lager, it's Pilsner, whatever. Uh, I honestly though, like, there's a taste for. I have a taste for Heineken in a bottle. I have a taste for Saint, uh, for uh, uh, Stella in a bottle. It's just good. It's something nice to turn to. Reminds you of old times. It's yeah, good. but so so. Here's my question, right? Not to elaborate or no, kind of draw it out too far. Do do Europeans? So I know this to them is their like shit beer whatever right um but do they feel the same about american or mexican cervezas you know like because i personally think the cerveza style is like the most refreshing beer you can have on a hot day like to me well so you, you bring up a good question i don't know personally whether toss toss me a Modelo Especial when it's fucking 95 out and I will love that beer I yeah so while yeah that's our kind of go-to that's also a cultural beer like uh, even as an as Americans it's a cultural beer I mean El Presidente on the east coast and like Florida and shit that's still amazing beer however 
uh, Europeans like I mean they have su- they have such a long history of alcohol consumption anyway <laughs> like their their culture is has blown ours you know fucking far and away i mean shandies are a thing they're not something that you buy seasonally they're something that you mix in each pub or each bar in in the in the biking countries of europe and the same goes for gozes here in america gozes are fine like they'll they'll be an they're a very niche like style you'll see them seasonally and you'll see them made by a few brewers but they're not like you know widely known goes over there huge uh, same way with Kolsch or other like uh, Zwickel beer, unfiltered Pilsners, stuff like that. Like that shit is huge over there. But again, because it's there, it's not, uh, you don't have any age, you don't have any oxidation to it. So their express, you know, their connection to beers like that are probably similar to what ours are with Cerveza beers, right? you know, Cerve- yeah. Cerveza style lagers, Cerveza beers. We'll just call them beer beers. It'll be fine. Call them beer well, beers. I, I, uh, yeah, I, I'm a big fan. Any anything from really any beer from Mexico, I'm a fan because uh, it's it's just clean. It like because it's so hot there all the time, except for Mexico City, which I think a lot of people don't know. That's like one of the highest elevation capitals on Earth. Yeah, it's up there. It's higher than Denver. Yeah, but uh, <clears throat> outside of Mexico City, everybody lives in a pretty warm climate. Climate so. You're dealing with beer that has to be refreshed. You're not going to find many chocolate stout drinkers <laughs> down in the old uh, Yucatan Peninsula. That is, it's you say not, that, it's not, I mean, I mean, chocolate stout no, probably. I mean, I'm sure just, we will have people that have but, them. No, I mean, you got to think uh, the Caribbean countries, Jamaica, the second highest selling beer there is Guinness Foreign Stout. Yeah, I, I just, so fucking good. It's so fucking good. I understand, but do you really think that that's the? I, so I I don't northern, know. Northern Northern outside African, Northern African North African countries. Guinness is the top selling beer there as well. It is. Yeah. Okay. The largest brewery in the world, or largest Guinness brewery in the world outside of Dublin, is in Northern Africa. Okay. Fair enough. No, I I guess that that's surprising to me. I had no idea. To me, I would have always assumed. You know, in a climate like that, something that's that hot and heavy is just not going to be. You, you got to remember, it's not going to be the way to go. It's also two things. One, the culture there very. I mean, cultures wherever you go are very different, and perception is going to be the biggest uh, factor when it comes to picking out what what sticks and what goes. Two, um, brewing beer in those climates. So it is interesting. Mexico is such a, a big lager brewing, brewing country because it's so hot there. Like they have to, there's a lot of technology that goes into making beer in that climate. It, it just does. Cause you can't make a lager in like warm temperatures at all. It should taste like buttholes. Um, but in, uh, when it comes to like Caribbean countries and African countries, ales are going to be the way to go. You don't have to be as strict with them. They don't have to be kept as cold yeah. to make clean mm-hmm. beer. And honestly, if you can up the alcohol, you don't have to drink a lot of it. And in some of those countries, like beer is treated, I mean, beer is cleaner than the water that they're drinking. So that's true. I mean, it doesn't matter what it tastes like. It's going to like, somewhat hydrate you. And the alcohol on, on those Gin, on most Guinness beers are not super high. So, all right. So Brian, what are you drinking? Sorry for going down the beer. No tangent. worries. Just a um, second. Uh, so this evening I, uh, busted out something a little special last week. I participated in the great beer 
the Great Texas Beer Run, I guess, or whatever they were calling it. I accidentally participated in it um, as I had to make a trip down to the Dallas office to pick up uh, some hardware uh, to work from home or to continue working from home. So I made the best out of that trip, and I stopped by two of my favorite breweries down there. Um, uh, stopped by Petacolis and did their beer to go. Ordered online the night before, picked it up the next day. It was quick and easy. Everybody's wearing proper PPE. It was a good time had by all. Then drove around the corner and went to Manhattan Project, uh, the people who joined us on this very podcast a long, long ago, and uh, picked up my case limit from them uh, and uh, grabbed some glassware while I was there and headed on back. Um, now I'm drinking through all of that now about what, six days later. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I've, I've put a serious dent in the amount of beer that I picked up from that beer run, which was, I think right at two cases. Um, so tonight, oh, wow. Ryan, sorry, I did not know. I didn't mute. I apologize. No, you're fine, dude. No, it didn't hear any gas or anything like that. You're fine. Didn't hear, hear you cussing me out. It was fine. <laughs> Call me a son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, no, well, no. you might've called CSP or what's it? CPS. CSP. That's fine. Child <laughs> services protectorate. <laughs> um, Child for all, parents. <laughs> so for all the children you have in your house right now, Frank. <laughs> yeah. Children serving parents is really what I'm talking about here. Oh dude, I need to call them too. grab me a beer while you're at it. Anyway, uh, <coughs> So tonight I'm drinking uh, a beer from Manhattan Project, but a beer that I didn't buy from Manhattan Project. I actually picked this up from the Bearded Monk this afternoon uh, when I made a trip into Denton. Uh, Bearded Monk does a drive-through beer service at this point where you just come up and you yell from your window into their establishment and then they shop for you and bring it out to you. So That's nice. So I picked up two four-packs and uh, two masks, uh, the Bearded Monk masks that they were selling. Uh, all those profits are going to Pint Services, um, which helps give back to uh, uh, bartenders and uh, restaurant staff who are out of work at the moment. Um, so that's cool. Um, anyway, uh, one of the four-packs that I picked up was Broken Skull, or El Segundo's Broken Skull IPA, the one made by Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm fucking stoked. <laughs> it wasn't cold enough to join the cast this evening, but it will, and it'll be amazing. Anyway, uh, the other four-pack I got was a mixed four-pack from Manhattan Project, where they did two cans of X10, their extra pale ale, and two cans of Double Half-Life, both just crowlered off their draft wall and... They're fucking amazing. They're really, really good. X10, Frank, um, that's going to be part of the mixed six-pack that I send your way. Um, I actually bought a, a six-pack of those cans from uh, Manhattan Project. Awesome. Um, I probably will send you the Crowler of Double Half-Life that I got from them because it seems to be a little um, better constructed. The ones at Bearded Monk were cr fully Crowlered, and I think Manhattan Project did theirs off their canning line, so I'll probably send that your way. Awesome. Um, but, I mean, I guess this is the point where we should tell the people in the cast that um, uh, I bought Frank and I matching glassware uh, one night. We, we've been playing uh, trivia uh, on Tuesday nights uh, via Google Hangouts and uh, Geeks Who Drink. And one night, I'm just going to go ahead and say that I drank almost a bottle of Buffalo Trace. Uh, and uh, after... <coughs> After it, em it empowered him to find <laughs> some glasses. <laughs> it allowed me to take a journey on the interwebs to find some proper glassware, which neither of us admittedly need any more fucking drinking glasses in our lives. Like I, I literally have a wall of my kitchen devoted to drinking glassware. Well, I mean, he moved and his, his, his sister said, you need 
an intervention. We need to start throwing some of this away. So she was trying to convince them to start moving some of the glasses into the trash can. And that was four years ago before I, I, and I haven't thrown any glasses away at this point. I have given a few away here and there. Um, I've only broken a handful, a handful of glasses, uh, since then, but this glass is special. Uh, I got, I got drunk and started ordering shit online. I ordered the glass I'm drinking out of tonight, which is a Tiger King um, uh, graphic glass, which, I mean, honestly, this glass isn't going to age well. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's going to be like a nice double IPA or double hazy IPA. You're going to need to drink it right away because the shit's not going to age well. <laughs> but the other glass that I bought to match with Frank is a glass that's ju- that was just labeled Where's Andy? And I know this glass didn't sell well because... Admittedly, it was on sale, uh, but I had to pick it up. The glass commemorates. This, was a, this the episode where he goes sailing? No, 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 no. Better than that one because that one I felt like was really shoehorned in. They didn't know what to do with Andy Bernard and storylines. So they just rode him off into a boat for like five episodes. Anyway, no, this one's way better. And we're talking about the office references here. This is when Michael Scott had everybody go out to that lake and do all those challenges oh, yeah. to become the next manager. <laughs> Pam wins. <laughs> and Pam walks across the coals and everything. But earlier in that episode, they had a sumo wrestling match mm-hmm. where Michael Scott had a sumo suit, the same one that he half inflates to be Fat Halper or Fat whatever whatever his his uh, fat guy name was. Oh god. Anyway, he was like buying this was way better than renting. <laughs> anyway, but then Andy's floating away in the and, lake. Andy falls into the lake in the sumo suit and he's he can't turn himself over and he can't put his arms down to paddle himself back. So this glass literally just has a it's Andy Bernard in a sumo suit floating on the horizon of the water. Now, what's cool about this, Frank, I didn't realize this. The water level goes all the way around the glass. So on one uh, side, Andy's nice. big. And on the other side, Andy's small. Oh, that's To awful. mark the moment when everyone realized, where the hell's Andy? <laughs> yeah. Wait, where's Andy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so last office reference of the evening. Um, I can't make you know, it, I promise. You know how they had the lot sales? Where they were auctioning off all the shit from the office. Yeah, yeah. We talked about it like yes, about yeah, a year yeah. and a bit ago. Mm-hmm. Take a guess what the St. Pauli girl beer sign went for. Winning bid: fifteen hundred dollars. Fourteen thousand dollars. Shut the fuck up. No, dead serious, <laughs> dude. I. That's that's a proper amount of money, though. I mean, it's such yeah. an iconic piece. It's readily available. Fourteen thousand. It's went for more than Michael Scott's desk. <laughs> I was gonna say they were selling like the reception desk at one point, like the whole thing. Michael Scott's desk went for twelve. The the sign went for fourteen. You know what about that? I know Frank. You said this is the last reference. It's not. I'm gonna dig this thing back up. We're gonna kick this dead horse. You remember a long time ago when I won a I won a contest on Instagram from one of our buddies' uh, podcasts. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I still haven't gotten that fucking painting. And it was supposed to be a painting about dicks. dicks. It was literally the dinner party episode, the dinner party scene. And the, the artist sent me the two like pictures of the drawings and they're like, yeah, it's in the mail. So I was, I was, I was so upset. I'm, I'm, I'm shook guys. That, that is proper shook. So I do think we need to address something. Mm -hmm. Um, So, your Oklahoma City beer girl lady had a ghost Instagram account. Uh, are you talking about Amanda Bear? 
Yeah. So it wasn't a ghost account. Literally, somebody just tried to. I mean, ghost accounts sometimes. Your followers? Like, yes. What? Yeah. So, yeah. For the beerstagram people of the world, they're just, you know, Instagram followers of us over on no Beer, at No Beer Left Cast on Instagram. You should check us out. Definitely don't. Ha- we're not going to have a ghost account anytime soon. I'm pretty sure no one's going to try to steal our followers because our followers are very loyal. They know better. Anyway, uh, Actually, somebody in the beer world that I know personally, I've had beers with, met randomly up in Oklahoma City one time. Uh, she is uh, Amanda Bear Lecter on Instagram. She's an awesome person. Uh, I've, she, I've never met her. I just see her posts on Instagram. She's constantly posting beer stuff. Which oh is yeah, awesome. yeah. She's freaking cool. Like, she's been been in the beer world for a long time and like is a proper steward of uh, beerstagram. Anyway, so. Yeah, apparently she had uh, somebody create an account that was basically her name with an extra underscore mixed in somewhere uh, and was reposting all of her stuff and then started auctioning off live, like Instagram live stories to people, like promising what I didn't even read beyond like this fuckhead. Uh, I will say uh, there are some Instagrams, uh, Instagram accounts that get treated like absolute dog shit. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it's not many of not many of them are dudes. uh, Instagram accounts who get treated like shit. And it's really fucking weird. I mean, obviously. uh, No, because it's just it's just a bunch of like fucked up guys that try to benefit. You know, it's like. I mean, I don't, I, I'm pretty sure the female race as a whole or sex as a whole has no ability to waste their time thinking about ways that uh, you can utilize a girl's Instagram or a guy's Instagram to your benefit. Like it's just some mainly the incel people have way too much fucking time on their hands. I will agree with that. Uh, except that I've watched this show called uh, Vanderpump Rules. Okay, and I will go ahead we're and not going to talk about the fucking rich people of Beverly Hills. No, they're not <laughs> rich. They're 40-year-old waitresses and waiters and bartenders who just never... In, uh, what I'm getting at is not all women. <laughs> yeah, but I, don't, I just don't think it would ever devolve into this Instagram stealing and then trying to like sell videos of yourself or whatever, you know, yeah, like no sell videos of someone else, which yeah, is fucking weird. Thought, has that, how, how do you think so that's going to play? How out? do you execute on that? You're just stealing <laughs> people's money. That's all you're doing. Uh, speak, speaking of, uh, pretty sure I got scammed on Amazon for the first time ever. Well, uh, what did you try to buy? Masks. Yeah, so uh, charge back on Amazon. They'll give you your money back, and that person will be uh, prosecuted. Well, so, see, that's the thing. I thought, I mean, I ordered, and they had a proper amount of reviews, you know, a, a legitimate amount of reviews and everything. Then when I ordered, I lo- they were like, it's going to take, you know, a little bit. Fine, whatever. I understand. Everything's going on right now. Get it. Uh, check back. They were due in Monday of this week. Mm-hmm. So I checked in Monday. They're like, I run a little bit late. Okay. Again, I understand none of the other things that have been ordered have been late, but fine, whatever. Uh, and then I looked today and they're like, if it hasn't arrived by May 2nd, like I get this standard Amazon response, but it hasn't arrived by May 2nd, please report whenever. And I look back yeah. at the seller page and they have now one <laughs> review <laughs> and, uh, all of the questions that are asked on the product, you know how you can ask a question and someone else answers, you know, who's, where's uh, my product? Y- y- every answer was haven't gotten it. Don't know. Haven't gotten it. Don't know. And from different yeah. people, I'm like, Oh, cool. I'm glad. 
I'm glad this is a thing. So, yeah, it's it's sad, man. I I don't know why people do that. Uh, honestly, if you can go to your Home Depot at 7 a.m., grab some dust masks. It, it, it's the same thing. I mean, I I've started making mine out of bandanas and shit that I have around the house, and I follow the old CDC guidelines and throw on a coffee filter in all the folds. And honestly, if I use, I mean, if I had the ability to sew. I would be way more into like making oh, a yeah. mask, but I, I've, I happened to have my wife had an extra one from work that she gave me. And that's just the one I use. I have no, yeah, I have no ability to. Oh yeah. I, mask. I use the no. So method. They're actually pretty cool, man. Uh, you just get your rubber band, like so, two rubber bands and you're, you're set. Did you, uh, uh, see Anderson Cooper has a son? No. Just announced. Yeah. Has that as a son has a son came out the womb with gray hair? Surprising. Okay, I don't think that's um, no, but he did. He did. He does have a son. Good for him. Yeah, cool. He's a, he's a good dude. I like Anderson. I mean, uh, his buddy Andy Cohen has a son or has a kid as well. I'm pretty sure it's a baby boy. He did. I don't know. I'm pretty it probably is a surrogate, right? In his yeah. case, yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, I was gonna say something, then you know. Karamo from uh, Queer Eye, uh, he's got a son who's like 21 now. Oh, yeah, God. holy shit. I didn't know Anderson Cooper was 52. This dude's going to be 70 when his son goes to college. <laughs> Might be a little bit too much, you know? Like, you know, yeah, my dad, you know Tom Brokaw? Yeah, my dad's that old and I'm just getting into college. It's just, feels it feels a bit, feels a bit strange to me, 52 and... I mean, yeah. my dad was 40 when I was born, and everyone thought he was my great-grandpa when I was in, like, middle school, so... Uh. Yeah, I mean, it's there's also a different... Right, but 52? I mean, it, the, the Anderson, moment... Anderson Cooper, Anderson Cooper, 52. Anderson Cooper is not going to be walking across that graduation stage. He's going to be wheeling his ass into that amphitheater. No, <laughs> no, here's the deal. Anderson Cooper, 52, having a kid... Do you know what my dad looked like when he was no, let's 52? Just back up. Not having a kid. Well, no. yeah, he's not having a kid. Yeah, no. He, that's, he's, he's not pooping out a baby. That's not how that works. Uh, no, his 52 is going to look a lot different than, my, than Tom's 52. Tom 52 was like, he at that age, let's see, I was 12 years old. What was he doing? He was screaming at my baseball coach. Um, and my dad was also a baseball coach, so it was fun. We were having good times. Uh, let's see what else is my dad doing at that point. I think, yeah, that was about the time that we drove to New York City and then up mm-hmm. into Canada and everything and then back. And that was the trip that he yelled at homeless people in New York during the Puerto Rican Day Parade while we were stuck in that. Traffic. Oh, boy, that's not the time to do any yelling in New York City. Um, no, he fit right in, honestly. Everybody that's, was just, uh, he was, we were one no, of the people. That's the city's most like outs. Before COVID, them canceling the Puerto Rican Day Parade was probably the most devastating thing for most New Yorkers. Yeah, I mean, I, I can honestly say that I participated in a Puerto Rican Day Parade. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I mean, wasn't at the parade, but I felt like we caught everybody after they left the parade. So the, the no. parade, the after parade, you know how that goes? There are people on no, hoods of cars. It was, it was great. If you ever get the chance, go to New York City, middle June... 
Saturday. It's Puerto Rican Day. Puerto, Puerto Rican Day Parade in New York City is awesome. It's so fucking cool. And it's also quite dangerous. So go to areas where the parade crosses Times Square or something and not <laughs> Queens. Because in Queens, there will be shots. Um, just so you know. Like, it's, it's not the safest parade to attend in the boroughs. I would, I would definitely attend in Manhattan. <laughs> well... Uh, you can also attend with your uh, 50-year-old parents in a Chevy Venture van stuck on the uh, <laughs> Queens Highway or whatever the fuck we were on. It Get was, out of my fucking way. It was so great. Tom made one wrong turn and... <laughs> woo! Like, hey, guy, why is that guy on top of his car? Yeah. Huh. And the car's moving way faster than all the other cars are moving. Oh, he's off the car now. He's not on the car anymore. That's good. That seems safe. Everybody's happy. Well, I've always had a fun. I've always had a good time at it. It's 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 definitely one of those things where, um, if you're not Puerto Rican, just go to watch because trying to participate in it is going to be way above your pay grade. So, <clears throat> just go watch, have a good time. It is worth doing. Um, everybody gets all decked out. It's they have performances from like major artists, and it's a fun time. But I would not do. Uh, like I said, go to the main parade on Fifth Avenue. Don't fuck around with all these side gig parades. Those those parades are overrun by gangs, and you side, don't want to be there. Side gig parade. No, I mean they have they have parades in the boroughs, hey man, so they have the parade? main parade, and then each neighborhood sometimes has their own little parade. I'd and like those, to, I'd like to hang out with you and just see what kind of parades you get offered on a regular basis. You looking for a parade <laughs> right now? I felt like you're looking like looking for a parade. Come on over to my place. I got a parade for you. Yeah, you got any parades in your neighborhood? <laughs> you're like, I don't know. You look. I, I don't. It's. I think he's gonna have a good parade. I think it's gonna be a good All time. Right. What are you drinking? Ryan, talk, talk to me. I've, while I I've got one. to talk about this again, and I have talked about it before, and everybody knows by now. Had that massive beer order. I'm probably about forty percent of the way through it. Um. The Separatist Project is, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I know I've said in the past, I don't think they make a bad beer. I know they don't make a bad beer. I've never ordered anything from them that hasn't been top-notch. This this IPA, the, the, I don't want to speak kind of off-kilter, but the sweetness in it is, it, it could be a little drier, but it's a great beer. You know, like if I'm being a super critic, I'd say, hey, it's a little, it's not, it's not dry enough. And coming from me for an IPA, you know, like I don't often say that, but it's, it's definitely not as dry as it could be, but it's again, just tasty, stupid, delicious. Yeah. It's a single hop, which is probably why it's not that dry. Um, but yeah, super tasty. So for the 50th time, if you can find anything by the separatist uh, beer project or by Separatist. Well, it's you have the on the can. label. It says beer separatist project. So it's the separatist beer project. Is okay. it? Is it top bottom? The separatist in the middle? No, I'll show you. This is why it's so fucking weird. It's the separatist beer project. Okay. So Frank doesn't know how to read designs, guys. I'm kidding. I I don't I don't <laughs> like designs that do that with your fucking brain. Frank feel, Frank feels inferior when he looks at designs like that and then gets angry and starts yeah, yelling like, about the people. Okay, so now I'm done with the middle. It's <laughs> obviously where everybody starts reading the book. Actually, you know what? Uh, yeah, Ernest, I know you wrote it. I decided I'm going to start on page 50 just because 
it just looked better. Well, and then I read all the way to the end, and then I started at the beginning, and I don't know what your book's about. It was like, Ernest, <laughs> you know yeah, the, you probably should have read it from the start, fucker. You know what the beautiful <laughs> part about labels and designs of labels are? They can't be wrong. They can never be wrong. True. It's like they can just spelling, tell you how it's actually supposed to work. It's like spelling someone's name. Like, you can look at someone's name. It's spelled K-E-V-I-N. They're like, my name's Steve. Like, but So let me, let me Kevin, show you this, man. Brian. Let me show you their website now. And this 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 is infuriating. I'm sure. I'm sure it will be mildly agitating at best. I'm going to be honest with you. Wait for it. Well, I just saw where it's at Separatist Beer Project. Yeah, but my it's just Walk off with this stupid quickly. label. Why? Because it's not neat. Your other label is just as fine, and it's not fucking confusing. Frank doesn't worry about how things look. He just makes sure they work. Like that, we can tell what you do for they a living. They have to be functional. We, like, we can tell what functional. you do for a living. It is functional. It's no, perfectly it's fine. Not. Like, do you understand that? Like, I refer to No Beer Left Behind as No Beer Left Behind. I refer to it as NBLB. I refer to it as our podcast. Now, but by never, saying that, never do you say beer no left behind in the background. But honestly, I would put no beer in giant letters and then left behind like on top and bottom and it would just drive you nuts balls. Yeah, beer left, no behind. You're like, oh shit, what is that? Is that a fucking porn cast? It might get an extra click, bro. Like you never know. Like, hey, I'm gonna listen to that butt cast. (laughs) They only have they only have beer and they don't have behinds. Good God, are these humans? God, they drank their asses off, literally. (laughs) That's right. No, you see, all here we drink our asses off. That's a new that's a new podcast altogether. No, I mean that that could be the tagline for our podcast. New beer left behind. These motherfuckers drink beer so hard. They got no ass left. <laughs> they lost their ass in beer. Yeah, it's uh, so. Yeah, I mean, okay, I, I get what you're saying. Um, have you ever had Prairie Stuffed? Uh, is that their Oreo beer? Yes, I think so. I think I believe I have actually had it. Okay, why have you? Uh, did you order no, it in the it, next Tavor option? It, it, it was a Tavor option. I didn't buy it. Um. But I was just, I was wondering, because it was, uh, so uh, Prairie has been dumping quite a bit of, the, a bit of their stuff on Tavor, because mm-hmm. they sell so much through the brew pub that they can't, you know, they need to get rid of it. Um, so I tried to get some, but it sold out before I could. Um, but it just, it, it got a 95 on untapped. Or mm, it, yeah. You know, and or the equivalent, was it untapped or beer? advocate or whatever i don't know but um i just i'm a little bit over their stouty stuff i mean honestly i'm it's it's a 15 percent stout dude i don't like i'm not a big well i i i may be over adjunct stouts as well i've never really enjoyed beyond bomb really uh bomb and what the fuck else? I mean, a 14.8% I, I, stout has got to be, what, like 800 calories? Oh, oh, you want to talk why Brian was over 300 pounds? Yeah, that had probably had a lot to do with it, was the fact that, like, so, Alesmith Speedway Stout, which is something that's readily available to all the dumb fucks here in North Texas, no one buys it. I'll tell you why I don't buy it anymore, but 
the, the people who don't buy it don't buy it for a different reason, okay? It's like you can't lift your way out of that problem. <laughs> you fucking... It is... a They used to sell it in 16-ounce cans and 750-milliliter bottles. The beer is a 12% barrel-aged stout, okay? It's fucking okay. amazing. Tons it is of sugar. liquid, like, liquid cake in a bottle. Yeah. The problem yeah, is, it's yeah, the entire beat is on a on a on a in a bottle. The problem you. is, it's the entire cake liquefied in the bottle. Yeah. Okay, it's not a slice. So a sixteen ounce can of that beer. I think we did the math on it. Yeah, I know. I see that it's gonna be May. Fucking, it's gonna be May. <laughs> I fucking hate the internet. Anyway, so this oh, yeah. this beer, sixteen ounce can. I think we did the equivalent of it. It's nine hundred and fifty calories. The seven hundred fifty milliliter bottle comes in about uh, twelve hundred to fourteen hundred calories. In a God single bottle. It. Now, like, let's just do the math on that. Like, I was mixing that's that in. That's two beers. That, two? Bro, that's fucking... So I'm drinking Montucky, Montucky Cold Snack right now. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm saying in that bottle there are oh, two, two beers. Oh, two beers. Yeah. Two was, beers at 1,400 calories. That's yeah. fucking nuts. But when you look at, like, okay, well, let's look at a brand like Prairie. And no, see so that's... 14, this, this, Fifteen percent one has got to be close to eight hundred calories. Exactly, it's exactly right. Because if you drink a shot of a sh- or a, a, a dram of whiskey at forty percent alcohol, the alcohol the calories in that are eighty, maybe I think it's eighty or ninety, maybe, yeah. yeah. But because you have, and that's way higher alcohol, and people are like, oh, alcohol is bad for you. Fuck off. Residual sugars that are found in that beer are fucking terrible. When that's what you're drinking on top of six Coors Lights or a six-pack of IPA that rank in about 140 calories each beer. Like, yeah, dude, you're having an entire day's worth of calories dropped into six glasses, seven glasses of beer. Mm-hmm. So it's that's fucking... That on top of the fact that sometimes getting through all that, like all those adjunct flavors, you're just fucking... Your, your palate's exhausted for a beer nerd term. But in reality, what else are you going to fucking taste the rest of the night? Like might as well go out and smoke a Marlboro Red in between Coors Lights, and you're gonna fu- you're gonna taste the same thing at the end of the night. Yeah, it's it, fucking red. It actually, like a lot of these stouts, right? Like, <laughs> I think people people lost sight of what a stout was. A stout was a lighter caloric malted beverage. That it, so, yeah. It, 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 like what what we're making now is more like so I'm gonna a cocktail beer. Yes, like I will get you that. Stout is has always been it, that's how it's got the name. It was originally called the Stout Porter. A porter was a dark beer that was made in England, and then brewers in England started making heavier stouts and higher alcohol stouts. But I mean, higher alcohol for then was five percent, so they yeah. called it a stout porter. Grew into a stout. But what you're getting at is what a lot of people get upset with or kind of have a hard time wrapping their head around is that these beer styles, as we've explored them, as 8,000 breweries popped up across the United States, people realize that there's... You remember, hold on, you remember when we started this podcast, we were talking about 2,500 breweries no, there were, across so, this country? So in 2017, there were, I think, 4,700 breweries, 4,500 breweries. I know that because my sister sent me a stat and I had to tell yeah, her... Yeah, but it was, it was like, it was not, it, it, it has doubled. Almost, yeah. Yeah, for That's sure. Insane. Um, so anyway, there's 8,100 breweries now before COVID-19. There were 8,100 breweries in the United States. And for a lot of these people to stand out, they find beer styles that can be a good palate. Shit. Yeah. Well, they, they, yeah, they could be a good palate. They could carry these cocktail flavors. Like, so Pedicolis, as much as we feel, however we feel about Pedicolis and Velvet Hammer, uh, Pedicolis has a beer called The Usual, and it is an old-fashioned beer, basically. 
it's cool because it has all a lot of the flavors of an old fashioned. It's cool. Uh, they have a beer called Don't Call It a Cola, and it tastes like a craft soda, but with alcohol. It's still beer very much, but it has. That's the one you had the other day. Uh, I had it. It's probably been about a year ago. The one you're talking about was ICP from uh, Armadillo, and they that was just a blend of actual soda that they make and actual beer that they make, which was also good. But at the same time, like, you know, uh, to your point, yeah, it's a bastardized version of a style. Sometimes you got to dig a little bit to find what that base style might be. Majority of them are based off of golden ales or cream ales, and they're just flavored beyond that. But at the same time, what you're talking about is very true and things that I agree. I think people lose sight of when somebody says like, Oh, I don't like stouts because they're just way too heavy. Cool. I understand that. That's because, never what they were meant for. <laughs> right. They were called a stout porter because they're like five and a half, six percent alcohol by volume. And that was like your treat beer. That was the beer that you yeah. literally like you got off work, like give me a stout porter. I'm going to drink. And then I'm going to switch to Porter right after that because I want something dark and flavorful and it's going to fucking hydrate me after working long hours on the docks. Not I, that, but that's, that's, I, where, that's where Americans sometimes... So oh, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you about to run no, down America right now? No, no, I want to put 1,400 calories in my body in the shortest number of drinks. <laughs> I just I think it's where people lose sight, right? Because it's, it's where I understand the basic beer drinkers around that go... Uh, give me a Natty Light, give me a, a Bud Light, whatever. Because our craft breweries have never decided that that is a segment that they want to serve. Granted, I understand there are difficulties to it. I get that. Right. But um, if you go to a Belgian brewer, right, or you go to anywhere in England, so the stuff that I keep talking about, or I've talked about plenty of times, is pub ales, right? That's their mainline beer so it's right. it's a beer that runs three and a half four point two percent that someone can sit in the pub and watch seven games of premier league soccer from 11 a.m till fucking 8 p.m at night and get up and not be hammered um after drinking one or two of these an hour for the last 10 hours you Which know like is, it's, it's such a light beer it hydrates you it's like i'm with my buddies instead when you go to fucking half of the, the restaurants in this town, you're picking between like this thing that's 10%, that thing that's seven and a half, this, and you're like, and, and then on the bottom end, you're like, oh, and we've got Bud Light. And you're like, well, I don't want to drink your fucking zombie apocalypse. I don't want to drink your uh, fucking <laughs> your, Deschutes. Your Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, because Deschutes now, right? Like their IPAs, they run 9%. No. That's insane. No. No, Deschutes is still what that you, you're treading on. You're going into Sierra Nevada. No, no, Nevada no, no. I, I love Deschutes, but I'm saying like their their would, IPAs are not nine percent. But I understand what you're the saying. The ones that get stocked down here are all the double fresh squeezed, whatever that thing is. Oh, the fresh squeeze is only like six percent, six and a half. No, no, it's like eight point five. Wow. They, so they've, so they've changed, man. I, I no, I don't have a problem with it. I'm just saying, I. When, when we go out, right, granted, it's been a long time, but... Um, Six and a half percent fresh fresh squeezed. So I think, man, they must have it labeled wrong on the board down here. But anyways, wow, so... It, it, well, six and a half is still high. Um, when, when I go and, and, and if I'm driving, right, I'd like a beer and <laughs> maybe two not at dinner. The, not at the same time, right, Frank? 
Well, no, not at the same okay, time. Okay, well, you said when I go, when I like to drive, I like that. No, 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 no. When we go out and I'm driving. Okay. Um, All right. What, what, I, what, I, what I do, yeah, I probably didn't, it got caught up. But um, no, what, what I enjoy is like, I'll have a Peroni or I'll have, you know, if there was an American version. And I understand, again, you're talking about scalability. You're talking about all these different factors. But I need, uh, like, a good European-style lager or pub ale that I can order from an American brewery, like an old speckled hen, like a, a, a Peroni, that as a person who enjoys a beer with dinner or a beer with pizza, you know, that I'm not going to feel guilty about. And I... I think the only one in Austin doing that right now is ABGB. Skull Mechanics. Skull Mechanics does it, but they don't distribute, dude. Don't like, care. That, that's still just a fucking haven. Th- but those those are the two breweries that I would put at, at doing what I want breweries to do. Now, I understand it's my opinion, but I like, like to your point, Skull Mechanics, rice lagers from Japan, fucking delicious. Mm-hmm. More people should be making them. Um it's these breweries chasing the trend, right? For profitability, there are consequences when you have eighty five hundred breweries around. One of those consequences um, being when you have to close your tap room. Correct. Skull Mechanics still open because it's the only place in town that sells what they sell. Yeah, because they so, they've been selling the same thing to the same people, regardless of whether, whether they can sit in their tap room or not. Matter of fact, and, I bet and, they've increased their sales because people don't have to sit in their tap room. They can buy more beer and fucking bounce. Yeah. And and yeah, so shout out to Skull Mechanic, shout out to ABGB. Mm-hmm. Um, these these are breweries innovating um, and and moving the industry forward. If you go to a brewery now and you see a lager on the menu, that's ABGB anywhere in this country. Um, what do you mean? They were they were the only people for four years running entering uh, uh, craft lagers into regional competitions. Because I, that's what they made. I mean, I feel like that is the a that that I don't think you can make that statement. There no, are was, other was, there are other 2000, people. Two thousand eight to two thousand twelve. There are brewers entering loggers all the time. I understand I in the homebrew competition. No, 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 no. In a national like GABF is made up of a ton of loggers. But okay, I understand I, what you're saying. In your region, when you look up and you see a logger on the board that is a locally made beer, it's probably. Austin Beer Works or Austin Beer Garden. I, I get that. I understand. No, what no, you're saying. So, yeah, yeah. So to I guess, the, I guess glo- my, the my global statement is not that's my, not right. My point is is that they they uh they very much kind of when everybody was doing IPAs and everybody was moving towards the kind of page pastry stouts and all that shit, they were perfecting their loggers and pilsners. And now when you go there, they're widely renowned for being the best brewer of those styles um, in this region, if not the country. Um, so you've got them. And then you've got Skull Mechanics, who does Vienna lagers and Czech-style beers, and they do Japanese lagers. They do and- a Czech dark lager. Go fuck <laughs> yeah. off. If anybody else is doing that, holler at me. But that shit, like, just the fact that they have that offered on their, and, on their and, menu. Let me just quickly... When we stopped by there, Brian and I were not in the mood to drink a beer. But I said, we need to stop here because you need to taste this beer. This is like, I do first off, to- you're going you're gonna to get very excited about the menu because you had seen it before. Mm-hmm. But I told him, like, it, they rotate. So I don't know what they have today, but I guarantee you it's going to be styles that you haven't seen brewed in this state. 
Yeah. And uh, we stopped there and it was totally true to form. Like shit that heaven. hasn't been brewed in this state ever. So um, to be honest, and I, I know that other people feel the same way. And I'm, so I'm not going to go out and make some ridiculous statement here. But sometimes when my friends make suggestions about places that I, want, I need to stop, I'm like, okay, cool. And then when they make those suggestions about beer places that we need to stop, I'm like, oh, probably not, but okay, let's definitely try it out. And then when I got, so Frank told me about this before we, we went down to Austin this trip. And I was like, cool, Skull Mechanic sounds neat. Didn't look it up. Bad friend, I get it. But when I got down there, I we were sitting, I think we were at Two Wheel or maybe at uh, Growler Express there in, in Buda. And I looked up their uh, Skull Mechanic's beer menu online. And I remember... I had not been that excited to see a beer menu like that since like 2014 or 2015 when I went to Jester King for the first time and I looked up their beer menu online. I was like, oh my God, they're going to have this on. They're going to have an English mild on and they're going to have this wild belt. This is going to be great. It's going to be amazing. I got so pumped to go to this place. I made Frank take an exit. Like we were just going to go home because you're right. We weren't in a mood to fucking drink beer. I think we went pretty damn hard at karaoke the night before. I think that was the night that my knee gave out and I fell into your fireplace and everything. It was a whole, it was a whole (laughs) moment, but it was just, it was, it was a no beer left behind reunion weekend. It was like, it just, it happened. Fucking it was, it it escalated quickly. Uh, (laughs) so yeah. So we, I like, he was like, Oh, it's right there. We passed it. I was like, no, I kind of want to see what that Vienna, like that that uh, check check dark logger looks like. So like we turned around, we got lost in some like service area parking garage or parking areas for car dealerships, and I was like, dude, this place is gonna this is gonna suck. No, so what happens sh- is is if you if you if you take the wrong exit, you have to go around and around. Yeah, like it's like it's so stupid. It's it was the most Dallas thing I've ever taken I've ever taken part yeah. of in in Austin. Anyway, so we pull in that this, area. That area is like mini Dallas. It's yeah. Everybody just built a car dealership in the same spot. And, and it's then, fucked. and then someone took like an old car, like repair shop and they tore it out and they're like, let's pay, put like eight different businesses in here and make them look really mm-hmm. nice. And that's what happened. And one of those places was skull mechanics across the street from like some REI with AR 15s or what? I don't know. It was some like, weird place anyway it's a, yeah the, the whole area is weird i mean there's a, abandoned mexican restaurants around the corner so it's not something that you necessarily want to invest in which real quick if you live in the state of texas and your mexican restaurant failed the fuck are you doing like yeah. how badly have you fucked this up <laughs> anyway, no absolutely anyway pull into skull mechanics and you're right it's fucking it was heaven it was heaven with glass walls and picnic tables. Like, honestly, that place should host an Oktoberfest every year and say fuck all to everything, everybody else in, this, in the I city just, of Austin. There's, there's no one doing, outside again of AGB, uh, or ABGB, uh, there's no one doing what they're doing. And that's the best part. Because yeah. you go there, you know it takes a shit ton of work to source the ingredients they're trying to source because they're not buying wholesale shit that everybody else is buying so they're they're going to their wholesaler and they're going i need this random ass fucking hop and they're they're probably looking at him like well, motherfucker stop being this it's, difficult it's, to be it's not <laughs> like, a hop like you can fake hops because those beers are not known no, sure, for, to be I mean, hoppy like, but it's the any yeast. ingredient right? the yeast is the big yeah. one for them because so no one's fucking ordering that shit and he's they're not calling these people up and he's like can you uh xyz yeast xyz base malt whatever and they're saying like 
I mean, yeah, we we can dust off the old <laughs> supply cabinet and find it for you. But I mean, shoot. are you sure you you don't want to make the latest double hazy IPA? It's, and they're like, no, oh, fuck it. They don't even have IPAs on the menu. Then. It's the but why it's the meme. Best. It's it, the fucking best. Or it's the why though meme. Is that fat baby king or whatever? <laughs> the why though? Like that's that's what they get from every one of their but, suppliers. But I, I I dare you to find a brewery in your area that's not a high beast brewery. Okay, not treehouse, whatever. A small brewery like this. This is a small brewery. Untapped? And more more than 200 ratings on on uh, untapped on fucking google like everywhere you look their beers are highly rated and it's because they do a very good job um speaking of doing a very good job and stuff that i get hyped for alone uh, was alone oh, fuck me in the butthole uh live oak god damn that took yeah. a minute live oak is coming to dallas <sighs> How do you feel about that? I feel fucking great because if I have more access to their Hefeweizen and any access at all to their Grojitsky, I'll be a happy person. Plus their well, pills. Well, that's definitely not going to make it up. Well, their pills is also out of this fucking world. Their pills so is I'm very fine good. with pills and Hefeweizen. Even if that's the only two I have, I'm fine with it because uh, Allstat Hef is hard to find at the moment for some reason. I don't know what the fuck's going on with them, but I, I love Allstat Hef. They're, I think Altstadt's having a little bit of money problems. They don't really have beer to go, as it were, in Fredericksburg. Like, oh, who's driving out to Fredericksburg? 60 miles outside of Austin? <laughs> Is it tough? Oh, yeah, no, let me go two hours to go support this brewer. No. Uh, oh, thank you. I mean, hey, I drove 40 minutes to go support my brewers last week. Ryan, the road to Fredericksburg is paved in vomit. Okay. <laughs> like, no, it's paved in wine vomit. It's worse than regular vomit. It's worse than New Orleans vomit. This yeah. vomit is red. It looks like blood for no reason. Uh, and it's, just, it's got a bunch of Karen, Karen going just laid up, off the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, you're going up and down hills. You're going like right, left turns everywhere. It's just not something I want to do just to go support a brewery that already has a lot of money. So I'm guessing they probably limited production and distribution is suffering at the moment. I, um, I've been, I've been enjoying, uh, supporting my, my local people. Um, I will say growler bars are a bit weird right now. Um, because if you don't have a canning, uh, like a, a crowler canning machine, you're basically SOL. You have to buy a glass growler every time you go fill a growler, which is a lot of people are not wanting to do because that is rough. I mean, even if you pay cost for a, a, a glass growler, that's still like two bucks, I think. You yep. add that on to a $9 growler fill, like I'd rather go buy a six pack and just call it a fucking day and limit my exposure. Uh, I'll just go do that. But places like Bearded Monk who are doing that drive drive up drive through shit, like I'm fully on board with that. I love that stuff. Um, Lone Star Taps and Caps here in in DFW area is doing. They've opened their online ordering. Uh, I haven't made it down to actually do that online ordering, but no. But I also feel like sweet. They're doing fine. Well, and that's the thing. Like they have they had their package store there in in Carrollton, which is always great. Always like I. It is way way the fuck out of the way for me now, but I always enjoy driving over there, like because I always feel like oh, a little bit of nostalgia. This is where I started my craft beer journey. This is where I got fucking like I got yelled at uh, by multiple people for either spending too much money there or like, just fucking. It brings back good old memories, uh, and the people had, are fucking great. You had a taste at Skull Mechanics of the Tonbo, the Japanese rice ale. I did not know. I had an Eng- I had an English pale ale there, uh, or an English mild, and I had their 
uh, dark check logger. Those are the only okay. two that we had time for. We, we, we had other places that we had to go. Fair enough. Yeah. When, when you come back, we'll go again. So I, yeah, if, I would if, like to post up there for a fucking weekend and just literally camp out and hang out with our brewer, maybe even a handy under the table, whatever it takes, man, I fucking, those people are doing great work and they need to be rewarded for it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the only ale they've got is the American Pale Ale. Well, so, I mean, English style, any, any anything English is going to be an ale as well. Yeah, sure, but I mean, I'm I'm talking about bitterness. You're not going to find a shit ton of like super hoppy. So hoppy I'm going to send you in in your in a little care pack. I've decided I'm going to send you. I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to send you Petticola's Royal Scandal. I know you probably already had it. Whatever. No, I don't think I send it to you again. Doesn't matter. Uh I don't, I for, listen, Petticolis and I have a love-hate relationship, so I did not have a lot of beer at that brewery. I well, you had a love-hate, you had a hate-hate relationship with drinking that day. I feel like because we did a shit ton of drinking the day before. Well, we did, and and Premier League soccer was on, so there was a bit of a soccer well, distraction. Remember, yeah, that's yeah, that's fine. It's, it, the it soccer distraction for me is always a big thing on a Saturday morning. Um, <laughs> so no, Petticolis, they do Royal Scandal. It's their English pale ale. And when I say it's fucking good, like I forgot how goddamn good it was. I had it the other night when we were, I'm sorry, there is a child screaming at my house. I'm going to go ahead and pause this and figure out what's going on. Okay. So thank you for uh, staying with us there. Had a tornado happening in my house at the moment. And then I just took the opportunity to uh, grab another beer while I'm at it. Cause you know, liberties and whatnot. Okay. Um, So I am, I'm drinking a, a, an actual Apeticolas beer at the moment. Um, and it ties into our conversations that we were having earlier. This beer is called Great Scott. So so is it, is it a Scottish ale? It's a Scotch ale, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice. beer I love been, those beers. It's a beer they've been making for quite some time. Um, it's 6.8% alcohol, so it's not crazy. However, it is... That's high for a Scotch ale. No, I mean, Scotch ales can get way the fuck up there. I mean, sure, if they're super... Like, but, I know, but this, aren't they normally like tempered to be four and a half to five and a half? No? I mean, in back in the day, they would do shillings, and they would that's how they would label <laughs> their beers, but not anymore, man. It, basically, it's also Americanized, so 6% to 8% is average for Scotch Another ale. question... Aren't a lot of these bourbon barrel ales similar? Like they follow a similar recipe? No. No. no? I mean, bur- bourbon, I mean, bourbon barrel beers are just beers that are, sta- are they can be a, a multitude of different styles that are then thrown into bourbon barrels. Okay. Um, so, like, it, it is common to see a lot of bourbon barrel stouts, and some of those will have similar recipes to meld with the caramel and vanilla flavors you get out of bourbon barrels. But, I mean, hell, I've tasted Okay, so I guess let me, let me clarify my question. The bourbon barrel ale from Altec, uh-huh. to me, tastes very similar to some scotch ales that I've had. I think some of the scotch ales that you've had... Uh, have been rough, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, fair enough. Um, so, so what 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 makes it a Scotch ale? Let's start there. So super super malty, yep. super malty, a uh, little elevated in alcohol. Um, there is a misnomer that Scotch ales need to be smoky or peaty, 
and that is not it at all because people th- hear scotch and like, oh, well, I've, I've had, I've had no, scotch. I've always interpreted it like, like a candy beer. It, it is. It's similar to candy beer, but the reality is that scotch ales like um, old beers like I think Iron Thistle or not Iron Thistle. Iron Thistle is a beer that's made by RAR um, that is a scotch ale. That is actually a really good example of what a scotch ale should taste like. Um, but I, there's a beer called fuck it, it iron something, uh, made by, I think Bellhaven makes it. Um, it's a traditional Scotch ale or Scottish ale. Uh, so it's a little bit lower in ABV. So it's like, well, 5%. hold on. Isn't, isn't arrogant bastard a Scotch ale? No, arrogant bastards no. an American strong ale. And like by okay. definite, it basically wrote the style for American strong ale. Um, but uh, Scotch ales uh, were made obviously in Scotland. They had malts that were, um, kilns over like fire, just like, so back in the day, it's possible that some of those malts would have picked up smoke from the kilning process. Um, but the big differentiation is they're low in bitterness and because hops don't grow in Scotland. So, um, Scots used to bitter their beer with roots and herbs that they would find and pillage. So they had this very unique bitterness to them. Now Scotch ales are made with um, highly high alpha acid uh, like British hops um, in large quantities early on in the brewing process to give a bitterness that carries through and stands up against these really big malt flavors. They're also ale fermented, so they have a lot of fruitier esters, but they kind of blend really well with the unique uh, malts that they use, unique malts and the high hopping they use. So you have a very when you say dessert, I mean, it does have some residual sugars, but in the big scheme of things, when you compare it to a stuffed or a pastry stout, pretty low. It's not um, that way. And yeah. a, a, but higher in alcohol for a British ale. They also use low flocculating, high, uh, low flocculating yeast. So you do have a beer that tastes. It kind of has a chewy. Uh, so so let's go through a couple of them, right? Because when I said arrogant, I meant dirty bastard. Dirty bastard is a Scotch ale. Yeah, and then backwoods bastard is. Also, just higher ABV, mm-hmm. and then uh, Old Chub has a really good one. Old Chub, uh, that's by Oscar Blues, and that is an it's, it's really a quintessential good. American Scotch ale, and I think it's like seven percent alcohol, something like that. Yeah. It is. I mean, if you're playing the Derek and Brian drink in 2013 uh, math scale, Old Chub ranks the highest because it is like 7.99 a six pack, and it's like seven eight percent alcohol. Like you can't beat that. And there it's with Devil's really backbone. fucking good. Like. Oh, it's amazing. You, I remember, uh, throwback here, uh, Winter Olympics 2012. I think it was 2012. That was the last. Anyway, that was one of the Winter Olympics we had. Uh, I remember in my apartment in Louisville, we had a fireplace. And I was like, I'm fucking, yep. we're, 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 we're sitting by the fireplace and watching the opening ceremony of the 2012 Winter Olympics. And I got so shithoused. It may have been 2014. It was 2014 because that's the off year. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I got so shithoused off of old Chubb that I don't even remember the fucking like halfway point of the Winter Olympics opening ceremony. Much like <laughs> much like the Winter Olympics of 2018. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. That you so, experienced. So the, yeah, we, we actually had a back and forth text message where Brian just dropped off during that. No, you were here. You remember that? That was when my, my in-laws oh. were here. Yes, I remember that. Okay, that was the yep, that right, was the hop right. slam five liter keg. And then night. they they ended up leaving because they were like, "This is turning into not what we want to be a show. part of." Um, yeah, I remember that. So, yeah, so uh, one that I would like to try that just mm-hmm. popped up here is Compassion for, from uh, Guadalupe Brewing. Okay, so, that's in that's in 
It's down here in New Braunfels. Yeah. Um, I'd like to try it because the the uh, the rating is like a four four. Again, like these bigger beers like this, even though they're high, they they have a lot of malt character. Like, I think Texas brewers really should like Texas brewers should really embrace this type of beer style because it hits those marks of things that uh, the 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 nuanced beer drinker wants to consume. So nice malt flavors and and not high bitterness, but also gives a little extra ABV punch. You can have that going for you. I think it, it like these multi-year beers pair really well with hearty foods that Texans in particular Absolutely. like to eat. Like, could you imagine? Okay, as much as I fucking hate founders, could you imagine having uh, having like a dirty bastard with or a backwoods bastard with like some ribs? It'd be fucking amazing. It would pair really well with that. Fuck yeah, it would. Uh, I mean. Again, racism, I, I would, racism would, and ribs pair really well together. You can't really break those apart. Uh, but the style itself would pair really well. Yeah, I, w- I would really, I mean, all in all, right, just try different things. That's what it comes down to. So when you look at the number of IPAs we've got on a site like Beer Advocate, or Untapped, like whatever. 13 or 14 different IPAs? It's, it's No, it's in the multiple tens of thousands, <laughs> right? I know. Then you look at Vienna Lager, and mm-hmm. it's sitting at 1,400 produced, period, Yeah, um, that have been rated. Different styles that have been rated, right? Yeah, it's just it's shameful. Like We don't need to be sitting here trying to pour every hazy IPA down people's guts when, no, when there's they, so they, many good beer styles out there that are not not as uh, difficult for some people to consume, you know, they're they're much more approachable and, and for honestly, wine drinkers. I'm like, gonna go just, ahead. And, I'm gonna go ahead and say this too. They're not as expensive either. Like yeah. you fucking get into four pack, sixteen ounce hazy IPAs, and you're going to be paying twenty bucks for four. Way pounds. too much at this point. Way too much. Yeah, this the Scotch ales. 1800 on beer advocate and that they know of fucking amazing beers i let's, guarantee let's do it. japanese rice lagers oh, those are gonna be low yeah but i mean we're talking about beers that are absolutely uh doable in america you're not talking about something that like would, would really mean much for your brewery in terms of <laughs> oh yeah 100 uh, fine so yeah 190 people currently have produced the japanese rice lager Yet I Sapporo did. in sushi restaurants is sells like fucking hotcakes. Now, if you can just convert your local sushi spots to a local rice lager, that's better than Sapporo because it will be because it's not going to sit on a boat for fucking three weeks. No, uh, you'll you, you'll win over a crowd that maybe didn't even know your beer existed because you're the only one in the sushi restaurant that's local. So for to to your point, Frank, and I will I will, I'm I'm gonna like for sure own this, but admit like I I buy what I can, right? So when I look at my untapped stats, which I've I've got a pretty respectable untapped page. Um, so for lager Vienna lager, I've had 14 different Vienna lagers. Okay, now let's look at IPA and let's look at New England. I've had 80 different New England IPAs. Mm-hmm. That's not including uh, milkshake IPAs, double New England IPAs, which I have 22 of. Uh, Imperial IPAs. You want to take a stab at how many of the different ones of those I've had? 130. 
169, which whoa, that's a that's a good number. Probably need to get 170 pretty quick. Yeah, I'm gonna stay at 169 for <laughs> purposes. Uh, <laughs> I which, can always take the highway out of town. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, for American IPAs, just straight American IPAs, and those have been mislabeled for a while. I will say 55. that. 55. 245. But like, I've had I've had 16 hard seltzers, Frank. The yeah. same number of Vienna lagers. I've had 16 different hard seltzers. Yeah. And I will say, I am not, you, you can attest to this, I am not a hype drinker. I will, no, no, Brian tries to find the most unique thing he can get on every beer menu. It's just, it's when you go brewery, like go, go take a brewery tour as soon as all this calms down. Yeah. And try to find unique styles. When you find a Skull Mechanics in the homogenous... <laughs> realm that we currently live in yeah that's why you hype skull mechanics because that's what they're why. doing is unlike anybody um same same with abgb same right. with abgb so those are the two in this town that i actively try to go to support whatever I, I, who needs to go try another different pale ale or you know like it's just it's it's overdone it's getting tiresome honestly when you've tasted like if you've i I say this as a person who fucking loves beer but once you've tasted probably a dozen you've tasted just about all the variants that That can be producing right now i mean well that people are producing right now i say that because when new hop strains pop up and people figure out how to use them it's very different well i mean use strains for that style there's pretty well only like five that they use but but for instance to what we were talking about back to the scotch ale frank i've had 23 different scotch ales slash we heavies the same beer that the naming convention changed in 2015 i've had 23 of those i've had six scottish ales and i've had one scottish export ale so between those i've had almost 30 fucking scotch and scottish yeah but dark check lagers maybe three a dark dude you don't even want euro dark lagers one i've had fucking one dark lager in general nine but that that's sketch because schwarz beer is i've had nine schwarz beers in total are we are we are we predicting because i feel like we are okay um unless unless you're moving the way skull mechanics does i think we're gonna see a lot of breweries close just because of not interesting product. I, like it's well, here's the deal. You're going to see a lot of breweries close because of accessibility in times like this. And this, for sure. This, I mean, this, outside this, of COVID. No, no, no. no. This this is a magnifying glass on accessibility in general. Because uh-huh. the reality of the situation is uh, people who are either <clears throat> strapped for cash, strapped for time, strapped for travel, they're going to be strapped for availability. And if you can't produce a beer that, that in the Venn diagram of those three things can get people to you, I, you, I mean, people like Allstott, you have to have a really good distribution channel in order to sling beer. If you don't, you're relegated to making your beer accessible. If you can't make your beer accessible, you will be irrelevant quickly if yep. you aren't already. And that's the other thing. We, we've, we've talked, we talked about this early on in like year one of this podcast about if you're going to open a brewery, you need to be able to open realistically with realistic goals or real realistic, uh, guarantees to your stakeholders, whether that be a bank or fucking individual stakeholders. Because if you go to a bank and say, I'm going to have 25% growth year over year, 
that's never going to fucking happen. Never. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't going to happen in 2015, and it damn sure isn't going to happen now. But the issue is people guaranteed loans, they guaranteed st- stakeholders that 25% growth year over year last in like in fucking December of 2019. Like yeah. that shit is never going to fucking fly. There are people who are going to scrape by. There are going to be a few people who really roll the dice who are cutting every fucking corner possible. And if you're out there cutting corners and not putting your people at risk and not and doing everything correctly, like good on you. I will do everything in my power to support you. Yeah. Uh, like I, I talked to you earlier this week about the reason I went to Petacolis and Manhattan Project. One, we love the people of Manhattan Project. I'll go to them and, until I can't no more. Uh, but Petacolis, like when it comes down to it, I will much rather gr- like give them $25 tip or a $10 tip rather than spend that same amount of money to get four cans of beer at another brewery. Yeah, absolutely. Like I would much absolutely. rather my money go to the, the people rather than go to a beer to support a brewery that I don't necessarily connect with. And you know what I mean? Like I get that. I get that. I mean, it's, it's yeah. So there's definitely a lot of preference in this. Um, Hmm. no doubt. I, I want to make sure we're clear the preference that you and I in particular provide to, or like give to beer, the beer world in particular is not based on, it's not subjective things. Like, but it's, it's also not hype beasts. Well, that, that, that's like, what I mean. Yeah. Like, we're we're basing yeah. our our preference in fact, and basing our like if we were it, basically. I look at like whenever I buy something, especially in times in in times like these, I look oh, at Brian. Brian, in times like these, you learn to love again. In unpre- well, okay, <laughs> learn to live again or whatever the fuck it is. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to frame this in every uh, email from a barber shop that I've ever visited uh, that yeah. sent me an email in the last couple of weeks. In Which, by un- the way, shout out to barber shops, d- d- greatest d- fucking institutions on earth. You know what? No, shout out to fucking just growing your hair, and shout out to spouses who love you for however you look. That's no, the way no, I no would doubt. Do it. But I mean, you know, uh, you like, know what? The 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 the, the soul cleansing <sighs> that the barber shop provides. You know what? Shout out to that. It's you know great, what? It's a great institution. Institution, love you, it. You know what I prefer in my barber? No words. Not talking. Just don't no, fucking no, no, talk no, no, to no. me. Okay. And you know what? So I get fine. Fu- barber shop. So I, I found right before COVID started, I found this barber shop up the, up the street, and I go there just to hear that my life is not that shitty. Frank, like you Frank, go there and you're like, damn, these people like they're every other word is a cuss word. Frank, you are. Oh, well, first off, have you fucking listened to this podcast? Sure, but okay. uh, uh, right. Brian, this is not the same thing. I like, know it's not. This I'm just, is, this I'm is, giving I'm like, giving Parker motherfucking credit. Motherfucking Mike down a motherfucking road. And you're like, okay, well, you know, the road didn't has a name. The road it's not didn't motherfucking. The road didn't fuck any mothers. I'm no, just gonna no, be no. honest with you. No, I get I get what you're saying. Something there's something nice about connecting with the local people and the average man. No, but no, that's, that's not what, what you're. That sounds like what you're saying. That's no, not what I'm saying. What I'm like saying what is, saying. is it's it's to to me when I go there. It's it, it's a good outside of your family experience. You know, like most people's interactions are within a cocoon. Mm. And what I like about the barbershop is everybody's there. Right. And you hear the shit and people are cutting your hair. And now, if you're a man and you're going to the barbershop. Wow. I feel like this took a turn. No, hold on. <laughs> right. So. You're used to sports clips. Your first experience at the barbershop might be frustrating because the barbershop, 
that 15, 20 minute haircut, that's a 30, 45 minute haircut because half the time your barber is going to be away from your head talking to the other barbers oh, about no. whatever the what is. <laughs> that that may be your sports clips experience. My sport clips experience is no fucking talking. Is this the show you want to watch? No, I'm no, saying but that's brat, brat, that brat sports done. clip until I went to the barber shop. I, I was not aware that this was a like what an experience. experience was. I so so I go to the bar. Uh, no, I go to the barber shop and they back up from your head, right? And oh. the barbers stop bantering about fucking trades and sports and fucking motherfucking Mike on the motherfucking street corner. And people come into the fucking hair salon, okay, just to talk to the hairdressers. Like they just come in. And then they leave. They're not there for a haircut. Here's what you're doing. And I'm just going to blanket statement this. And I know I'm right. Don't even fucking don't at me, bro. You're subscribing to the oldest podcast on the planet. And that podcast sucks. Okay. That's what you're doing. I don't care about. But I I only listen to one episode every three weeks. It's terrible. I don't care. It's fucking terrible. That's what you're doing. You're listening to first time, long time. I'm calling that about what do you think about George Lopez? Good trade. Good trade. He's a long reliever. He's going to come in as a third. He's got to pick up all the time. I don't even know what they're doing with the construction on Main Street. I don't know. I, just, uh, I work for the Main Street Construction You're right. Company. You're shut right. the fuck You're up. Right. Everybody in here, shut the fuck up. Go home, eat your milk steak with your fucking wife and get the fuck out of here. Cut my hair, shut your mouth and let's fucking move on. I hate, I grew up in those fucking small town barber shops and they're fucking <laughs> bullshit. You know why? Because Steve, who was a fucking mayor in 1964. Sorry, can I just one second? Oh, Fucking milk steak is a boiled steak. God damn it. That's what they're going home to eat. Of, and you're I can't listening. I think of anything worse on earth than tossing a good piece of meat into boiling water. They're, those are the people you're fucking listening to. They're going home and eating milk steak, Frank, and white gravy. They're eating white gravy and putting it on fucking carrots and peas because that's what way my mommy used to make it. Dude, God, I, fucking, I, cannot, I cannot think of anything worse than a milk steak. <laughs> Done. You know what? I can't think of anything worse than listening to the locals talk about shit. I fucking I don't know. I don't care about your opinion. If I did, I would fucking be friends with you. I this is the bullshit that I grew up with, Frank. I grew up in the local barbershop going to get my hair cut every two weeks with my dad. <laughs> I'm getting, I totally forgot about this always sunny episode where he said milk steak. boiled milk steak oh, over hard. That's his thing. He's, what's your what's your what's your pocket spaghetti policy or whatever the fuck it was? Uh, no, so that's the that's Over hard on his thing. That's too good. That's the that but that's the issue is you have people who fucking think that is the norm coming into a fucking barbershop and talking shit. I grew up in that. I fucking every two weeks I go with my dad. We get a fucking high, a flat top, high and tight. Every two weeks, get that shit trimmed up. My dad would call me a hippie if it went three weeks, okay? So I'd go in every two weeks. We'd get the same barber from the time that I was, like, four until the time I was 19. Same fucking barber. Same fucking people. Different shops every time because the shops would close down. so big. (laughs) Dude, uh, Dude, okay. When I was in high school, I let my hair grow out. After my after my grandfather died, okay, I went through a re- bit of a rebellious phase. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I'm not getting my hair cut for a year. And it grew out, and it touched my ears. And my dad was like, fucking hippie. You have That's to get, time. You fucking have to get your hair cut. Meanwhile, in college, I went through a poor period where I had no money. And I went an entire year without a haircut. And by that point, when I had my hair a little bit longer, uh, the hair was down to my shoulders, and I looked like a homeless person I think is the best way to call it it was it was rough uh, but like 
I, I fucking local barbershops annoy the shit out of me because it's the same old fucks who drink the same fucking drip coffee every morning out of their styrofoam cups. Yeah, they you're, dip. You're right. They fucking right. drive their Fords until the wheels fall off and they buy a new Ford and they complain you know, about the it, warranty. It, so here's, here's the thing. For some people, for some people, that makes them feel like they belong and there's a home. So I, I, I get both sides, of the, both sides of the equation. To me, I go there just as a gentle kind of reminder that <laughs> life doesn't suck. I because feel like- when they're going around and they're like, I just got whatever 19 inch literally this was the conversation the guy said yeah i know that's my chevy impala out there because the one barber asked oh who chevy impala is that and i said 2004 chevy impala and he's like oh it's mine i know the two two early 2000 chevy impala has a you know a soft spot in a lot of people's hearts not mine but i know a lot of people dude Hey, listen, um, if you're fucking <laughs> so, soft spots for an early 2000s Chevy Impala, get yeah. the fuck out of here. 90s Impala, I'm with you. Different story. I understand. But the early 2000s is what people can get now. Like, the 90s <laughs> barely runs. <laughs> so, no, 90s are fucking like $80,000. I will... The w That's a W-body car, Frank, and that's close to the beautiful darkness. It's the same, same frame platform as the Pontiac Grand Prix GT. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. No, so... So yeah, no, it was a two thousand. Yeah, it was an early two thousand Chevy Impala. So no, so he was talking about the Chevy Impala, and uh, I was like, I didn't say anything, but the the, the barber next to me was like, you know, uh, I see you got some new rims, and he's like, yeah, I got some nineteen inch rims on my Chevy Impala. I'm like, dude, those rims are definitely worth more than the entire fucking car. Well, yeah. Like, you paid four to $600 a room. That car's worth 2400 bucks. Like, Maybe. what are we doing here? Maybe. What are we doing here? So, so basically what I've heard, Frank, is you go to the barbershop to hang out with the plebes and uh, no, understand no, what the not, common not, man feels. No. No. That's, that would be inaccurate. Okay. I go there because I, I do like the outside... The outside of family interaction or outside of immediate friend interaction. Okay. So I do enjoy that. That's the primary reason. And they give good haircuts. But I, I mean, um, if, you know, it has the added benefit of going, dude, uh, there are people that worry about way more important things than you're fucking, you know, putting a patio outside of your house. Yeah. It does give you that perspective too. Like it's, People go there and they share their souls, and I don't do that. But you know, like you Jesus. hear people and they're like, "Dude, I need to get this fucking job. I just got out of the literally also happened. Kid just got out of juvie next to me, getting a haircut. He's like, yeah, he's got a job interview Monday, so we got to make sure he looks good." Now, I'm not sure. It's like putting fucking lipstick on a pig. The dude's got tattoos on his face all over the place. I'm not sure where he's applying for a job, but. I can only f- cross my fingers and hope he gets it because otherwise he's back in jail. Um, but yeah, this this dude and then his dad, like this dude's fucking 18, right? So his dad, his dad's like, yeah, you know, he, he got out. He got out yesterday. Uh, and apparently when you get out of prison, they give you a Greyhound bus ticket back to your house. <laughs> so the dude got on the Greyhound and he goes, motherfucker didn't call me. And then it's it's this like old dur, not super old, like fifty year old Mexican dude, right? And he's standing there, he's like, "This motherfucker didn't even call me." Gets off the bus, 
gets off the bus. His girlfriend's there. He rents a hotel. I don't even know where he got the money. <laughs> and his kid's sitting getting the haircut. <laughs> like he's, like, he's outing this kid for going to fuck his fucking girlfriend. So anyways, and he's like, yeah, we got to get him a haircut because he's got to see grandma this afternoon. She's happy. He's home. And you're like, I don't know, does grandpa, has grandma seen him yeah. since, you know, the last time? Because he's seen him to the, since the lot facial of, decorations. There's a lot of extra in this in this boy's face right now that I'm pretty sure grandma's going to be like, wow, okay, this changed. Is grandpa going to be seated when he sees him? Okay, all right, I just want to make sure he's, he's prepared <laughs> yeah, for the, the mural the gran- on his forehead. The gr- the grandpa and grandma take their blood thinners this morning because I think they might need them. Um, I, w- I will say this, and I'm gonna. So, yeah, no. So, so moral of the story: I go because it's interesting, um, and they give good haircuts. So I, okay. So I, I think I I ran down my experience with Ken the barber in in college a few a, a few weeks ago on yeah. an episode. Okay. Uh, and I explained to you why I enjoy just going to sport clips and having someone shut the fuck up and cut no, my hair. No, but Ken the Ken the barber in. The student union was a dangerous dude. Ken fucked me. Ken fucked me, and I felt if, like he... If, I, if, if, if you said, I'm not paying my credit card bill this month, Ken, he'd be like, who's your provider? And he would call him up be like, be prepared. He's not going to pay his credit card bill this month. And you'd get a pre-payment due notification in your fucking mailbox that next Ken, weekend. Ken, I felt like Ken fucked me when he found out I was going out with a black woman, and I feel like I'm I'm judging Ken harshly. Honestly, no. but at no, the same Ken, time, Ken was, irre- Ken was irresponsible. Is Ken, what Ken was, was Ken was Ken was a loose cannon when it came yeah. to the old Clippers. Uh, so I will say this: you brought up a good point because when you said he's going for a job interview and you got to make sure he looks good. Okay, so I will say this: so one of the best haircutting experiences I've ever had, and one of the best haircuts I've ever had, was from it was from a sports clips. But I will say, when you go out into the fucking into the suburbs. The sports clips will hire people who are from the area. Yeah, one of that's them, true. One of them being like, and they will hire people. So Brian, to, Brian's essentially supporting a local business. Well, hold on. Let me explain to you why I say I'm leading up to this. So they will also hire people who, like, if so my sports Hard clips. Times. My sport, Hard times. No, my sports clips hires a pretty diverse group of people. Little known fact, Frank. Black barbers are hard to come by because black barbers tend to cut black people's hair and black people really tend to want to make sure they go to someone who understands what's ho- what the fuck's going on with their hair. Which is why when I tell people that I, I do my wife's hair, they freak the fuck out. They're like, what, what, how, what do you mean you do your wife's hair? I'm like, well, I'm, I, I put a relaxer in my wife's hair every eight weeks. I run this shit like clockwork. I fucking make sure she looks nice. Okay, because I also know that it saves us about 150 bucks every time. Brian, putting the mixing bowl over her head and cutting along the line does not mean you're doing your wife's hair. Okay, you've seen my wife. You know know, she's a fucking beautiful specimen of a human being. I I will replay this for her, and you will catch shit on Tuesday trivia night. (laughs) Oh no, wait, wait, wait. That's fine. But listen, the joke was. That's what parents did in the 90s to save money. Oh, yeah, no. They no. would literally be like, oh, that's okay. Just take the mixing bowl over Johnny's head. Just make sure it's not beyond the years. And then they just fucking cut it. And you're like, Mom, Dad, that looked like shit back then. Looks like rotten asshole right now. No. What were you doing? <laughs> no, I fucking do it upright. I I have uh, no, received he does. He does. plenty of compliments from I think you, everyone in my family. Learn something from YouTube? 
maybe yes, maybe no. It doesn't matter. I I did what about the power of YouTube. I understand YouTube's great. Anyway, regardless. Okay, so here's the deal. Here's the situation that I found myself in. I was uh, in need of a haircut on short, like sh- very, very short notice. I was uh, told. Uh, so my my wife's grandfather passed away uh, about a year and a half ago at this point, and he passed away and I was notified that I need, I was going to be a pallbearer in his funeral, which Ooh. I've I'd never been asked to be a pallbearer at the, up to that point. And honestly, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be very blunt with you. I knew that I was going to be the only white person in this funeral, Absolutely. especially the only per, white person as a pallbearer. So I knew I needed to fucking not look like a dumbass. While I'm there, so yes, went and took care, of, made sure I had my suit taken care of. It was it was done, and I was like, okay, my wife is already in San Antonio for the funeral, like getting everything prepared. I was coming down a little bit later, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna go get my haircut. <clears throat> so I go to Sport Clips, I do the old online check-in thing, and I just first available, first available happened to be the only black barber in the barber shop, which. I'm perfectly fine with. I'm. You know what? I've let Ken go. Ken has done me wrong before, but he is not all black barbers. Not all black barbers do this. I understand everything that's going on. So when I sit down in the chair, this dude asked me. He's like, "Hey, you know, are you doing the same? You know, you did the sport clips printout where he looks at the old fucking scroll from the yeah, you receipt. want the same thing. And he's like, "You want the same thing?" I'm like, "No, I tell people every time that I don't want a fucking. I don't want this. That was from eight years ago, and I want my hair done differently. Anyway, so I tell him I was like, honestly, I want it done this way. This is the way I usually do it with a hard part on the left side. Uh, fucking two fade up top and you know fade all around and I usually do uh, you know like I said hard part on the right on the left and then swoop to the right he's like okay I go I I'm gonna be a pallbearer in my father-in-law's funeral and he goes oh okay that dude took 45 minutes and it was 45 of the most like meticulous minutes on my hair just fucking mm-hmm. making sure everything like pulled out Clippers so small that I didn't know they existed outside of like pubis trimming. Okay. Like I was like, Oh, well, I, I fucking trim my nutsack with that shit. But he was like going through and making sure everything was around my ears cleaned up and like straightened up and just like not talking the entire time, but asking the right questions. And it was the most, I don't know if therapeutic is the right word, but it was the most honest barber experience I've ever had. He didn't fuck around with anybody else in the barbershop. He was focused on my hair, making sure that every fucking follicle. And it was, it was that sports clip. Dude, I gave that guy the biggest tip I've ever given any barber in my life. Because when I left there, three dollars, six fifty. No, I'm just kidding. Like, <laughs> I like when I left there, I, I didn't want to fucking sleep on my hair. Like it looked phenomenal. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, regardless of how I felt at the time, like that, like how I looked was the least, the last thing on my mind. And like, did not, I, I'm going to be honest. Race never came up up in the, in the situation. The dude, no, why would it? That, yeah. And sometimes it helps. I'm not going to lie, Frank, you drop a little, you dro- it's like dropping a C note on the table. You're like, ah, I'm married to a black woman. They're like, they got they, they do the little wink and click thing and they do the finger guns and they mm. and they pull out roll out the red carpet that that fucking rolls out on the ground. No, I'm kidding. But like this dude did a fucking phenomenal job. And what sucks is I have not seen him at Sport Clips since. Oh and boy, but you can ask. Well, to the, know. 
you, you ask, but at the same time, like if he's available on fucking Tuesdays, I'm never available on Tuesdays because I yeah, have to drive from yeah. Dallas every day. Like, I'm gonna fucking leave at two a.m. or two p.m. on Tuesdays to get here. But all that to say, I understand what it's like to find a good barber shop. I also understand what it's like to find a good barber who's in a shitty yeah, yeah. barber shop. And in my opinion, those two things are really difficult to find. Yeah, I mean, so I'll go back to this barbershop. I, I I do enjoy Sport Clip and the massages and all that mm. shit. That's awesome. I enjoy um, judging people before they give me massages, how shitty they're going to do. That's what I enjoy. I just enjoy all of it. Like, no, it's, no, 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 no. You need to come up here. Next time you're up here, go to my Sport Clips. And what we're going to do is we're going to go get a, 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 a dual haircut. And it's a just a get in, MVP. get out type deal. Dude, let me tell you right now. Best mas- best head massage I've ever gotten. Oh boy, okay. This chick, this chick name I don't even like Ooh. Marta or some shit. I don't even no, know. Probably probably Diamond Destiny something. You know, no, like this lady moon, moonlights. No, this lady clearly not from this country. She worked hard. I looked at her hands and I was like, they're calloused. I like you. You're gonna give me. You're gonna give me good head scratches. And that lady broke down. She got down to the fucking fibers of my skull. No, Brian started crying. I did. I used to start. I was like, <laughs> "Mommy, I didn't." Most it was a whole. Spot anybody's touched me. It was, it was fucking therapeutic. Yeah, now yeah. let me just tell you this: like Destiny, the fuck out of here with your fucking, you fucking bullshit wafy fingers. Y'all get out of here. topical. Y'all topical. Destiny, get, get out of here. Topical in here. She's like, "Oh, is you're this get, too?" You're, you're giving a haircut and you're needing some dough. We don't need that. We need you to be fucking, you know, in there. Just all the hair follicles. Just get them all. If you see my fucking toes twitch, you know you've gone too deep. You've done into, it. Like you've <laughs> like, but everybody's like, oh. Hey, is that too but, much? Hey, don't don't sleep in the summer on that cold towel. The don't cold towel on the cold towel in the summer. You know what? I will say this: from living in a house without air conditioning, don't sleep on a hot towel in the summer either. No, I like the fact that they do both. That's fucking so fantastic. In the, summer, in the summer, they do a double towel, so they don't call it the double MVP. It's like an upgrade. Yeah, but it doesn't cost you anything extra, but. Halfway through between the conditioner and the shampoo, they offer you. So at the beginning, they say hot, cold towel. I always go cold because it's hot. See, I'm going to be honest. Then, I've never had the cold towel offered. I, I, maybe a regional oh, thing. Oh, boy. Maybe a regional they thing. It. Okay. They do it. There's a little fridge in the, in the, in the towel uh, area. And uh, they'll do the cold towel. And then uh, they'll do the, the towel switch midway. Mm-hmm. And they'll ask you hot or cold. I've done the cold hot combo. Ooh boy, that's that's, that's, a, that's I mean, some B. That's something. A some B. I, that's not a thing. People don't say some B. All right, Brian. Anyway, I got one thing. Okay, go ahead. I was gonna say for for the Parkers out there, uh, Sport Clips are franchised owned, franchise owned, or they can be owned by franchisees. So yeah, so you Parker, might you should build one. <laughs> well, no. What I was gonna say is Parker don't. Don't think that you can walk into every sport clips and ask for a happy ending. They do not offer those at all sport clips. They do not. Okay. Only Frank's homeless jam- hand jobs, which business is a fucking booming. You know what? It sounds gr- it sounds gross when you say homeless hand jobs. Yeah. Whereas uh, it's hand you, jobs for the when, homeless, no, but we you, have to reverse you, the concept. You we have, have to reverse the concept. So a callback, you have to read the label correctly. It's Frank's no. HJs for the homeless. You're reading the no, whole thing. I'm telling you right now, we had to reverse the business model. Oh, did you have uh, a fucking copyright? people than we have working people so you know 
people need a dollar. So now we are officially registered as, as Frank's hand jobs by the homeless. <laughs> so Okay. What's your one thing? Well, I've got one thing, two things. One thing, two uh, things. Okay. So Seuss novel. You remember Quora? <laughs> what? <laughs> Quora where you go online and you ask, ask a question. question. Yeah. Okay. All right, so I know I've talked about <laughs> I've talked about Ashley Feinberg on here before, yes. and I find her to be just funny as fuck. Okay, yeah. so she posted. Someone said, and, and, and the worst thing about this, or the best thing about it, is that she finds Quora questions that are just in the motherfucking grave of Quora. Like you're talking about shit that no one's clicked on. She found one that says, "Why does Bernie Sanders have a British accent?" What? <laughs> Yeah, then she said, answer the question, Bernie. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude with the most fucking Brooklyn, New York Jewish accent. Why does he have a British accent? I found that just so fucking funny. God, dude, people are fucking stupid. That's why the internet sucks. <laughs> people are just people, and I guess we expect too much of them or from them. And From them, yes. All right, Brian. Yeah. Last question. What does scuba stand for? Uh, self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. Holy shit. Did you not think I knew what scuba meant? You didn't know. I mean, it's not that I didn't think you did, but shit, dude, you fucking nailed it. No, because most people get apparatus wrong. Oh, what do they fucking call it? Some people say it? appendage. Why like, would they say appendage? They're fucking idiots. People, that, again, right, why the Brian. internet sucks. All right. Did, did I guess. I, so, <laughs> what does tuba stand for? I, I don't know, Frank. Tell me. The instrument? Yeah. Do you know what a tuba is? Yeah, I know what a tuba is, but I don't know what... It, what I didn't know that T-U-B-A was an acronym for something. Oh, I guess that's news to you. Okay, fair enough. It's a, a terrible underwater breathing apparatus. <sighs> Can I tell you what <laughs> what hell I've been living in this, these last like two weeks in particular? <laughs> So Mrs. Brian has found some fucking, some dark corner of the internet where she's been hitting me with the worst of the fucking dad jokes. She came into me, and I'm going to butcher this, and it's okay. doesn't fucking matter. She came into me and was like... I was going to say, you took that pretty well. That was, you know... Because I've been living with it. As a matter of fact, I told, I told Mrs. Brian today that I was going to fucking leave and start getting coughed on by everybody in the fucking universe if she didn't stop. So that's how bad it's gotten. So she walked in. So I have a brew room. Okay. It's uh, a place where I go and play video games. And the other night she came in, took advantage of me after I've been drinking for a while, not in the cool way, taking advantage of me. She took advantage of me in the mental way where she goes, like she always pops in with some like random bits of knowledge and like some news that she might've found from the day. So she came in and was like, Hey, uh, uh, like, uh, why can't I fuck George Clooney and uh, Brad Pitt and uh, Matthew McConaughey and somebody else? They decided to make a movie, and you know, George You're Clooney. Nailing, you are nailing this dad joke. I, I I am, and on purpose because it's fucking dumb, and you'll see why. <laughs> George Clooney's like, oh. I'll produce this thing. Brad Pitt's like, oh, cool. I, I definitely want to act in it. And Matthew McConaughey goes, all right, all right, all right. Okay? And at that point, I go, go fuck yourself, because what you did was you got my hopes up that I would, I would be entertained by something that these fine gentlemen would produce. And then you hit me with, 
a fucking tagline and a punchline all at the same time. And I can't handle that in my emotional state that I'm in in quarantine right now. Okay. I just can't take that shit. Brian, Brian. She hit me with Frank. I cannot stress this to you enough. She hit me with an all right, all right, all right punchline. Okay. I can't fucking take it. She knows that's my weak point. She knows that Matthew McConaughey is my spirit animal and the person that I look up to the most on this planet. And yet she hit me with it regardless. My goal one day is to what is to own a Lincoln MKZ. Okay. That's my thing. That's my thing. I, that's a lie. It's a Lincoln Continental. Yeah, any, anything he steps into and says, I'm fucking. Bu- that's why I have a case of wild turkey right now. What are you talking about? Got no, two of them. I got two. Um, I don't. So I, I'm not a big wild turkey fan. I'm more know, Williams bottle the ball. We all know this to be true. The the yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, like the dad joke scene, it's kind of taken off. Um, are you saying? Are you saying the low lifes are buying into it? I'll tell Mrs. Brian. I'll tell her. No, 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 no. They're I'm not gonna, buying ah, into that's it. That's what you said. That's ah, what you said. That's <laughs> not what I said. Uh, what I'm saying is, is I'm enjoying the fact that people are more focused on creating their own dad jokes because uh-huh. it's a booming industry. And, you know, if you can corner it in any way, shape or form, you should. Uh, now, whether or not that means your relationship suffers, it might be worth it. It might be worth it. Uh, it's just one of those things, you know, like you, you draw someone in all the way on a dad joke. There's nothing like a good punchline. With all that being said, all right, all right, all right does not mean uh, it's a good punchline. So I, I'm, I'm going to give that dad again, joke a again, solid four out of ten. Again, I butchered it on purpose as to not lead anyone into no, thinking it was a legitimate in that manner, story. I'm, I'm going to give your version and recounting of it. A four out of ten. Good. And that's what I was going for. On our our, uh, family cast, which we don't record, but we talk about really shitty movies. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, we don't talk about really shitty movies. We have talked about really shitty movies. That's not the goal of our No, it's just been the the way. But, uh, I mean, we are very, very quickly finding out that Netflix... Is, is a, a motherfucker. Desert, the sparse <laughs> desert with some oases, and you just happen to land on those when you look for them. Listen, but if you're not looking for them, the odds of you landing on the fucking oases not high. So here's the deal, for the for the listeners at home, uh, Frank, Mrs. Frank, Brian, Mrs. Brian, and Mrs. Brian's best friend. We we all we get together every Saturday and we discuss movies the drinks that we're drinking and just the week that we've had. Okay. And the movies that we watch are Netflix randoms. So you find a, 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 a genre. I'm going to Alex Trebek, this thing, a genre that you like or a genre for Americans uh-huh. that you like. And you scroll as far as you can. And you just stop and you pick a movie, you write that down. You do the same thing again. You scroll and you stop, and you pick a movie. So you have two options to send to the group. Because we want to make sure that no one has seen the film before. And I say film, very loose definition of the word film. Uh, you want to make sure that you haven't seen the film before. In the, week, in the three weeks that we've had so far that we've done this, we've watched Deep Impact. That is ranked number one on the fucking great on the film. film list. I, again, wouldn't call it great. Um, 
in, in, in the realm of this film series, well, fucking, in, it should be in the three pictures. Aliens that, came to Earth and you showed them the three movies we've watched. And this would be number one. Academy Award. Yeah, this would vote. be number one. This would win best actor, best <laughs> actress, best screenplay, best fucking special effects. It would just take the fucking entire boatload think, of best documentary like <laughs> i think it should be uh, we should go ahead and list the other two movies that we've watched which were dark places starring charlie Theron. i'm gonna tell you right now Charlize, as a south african i am ashamed well you should be because she wore a kansas hat and not a kansas jayhawks hat not a kansas the band hat the entire movie no she wore a kansas like tourist hat the entire film the state. and the state it of was kansas. fucking terrible like not the band I said that. I already said that. I already said that. Listen I know. Back. I, no, I know. Carry yeah, on, wayward son. Like, Listen at back. Very, at the very low end of the spectrum, not to cause any controversy, Kansas, the fucking band. Like <laughs> that would have been that would have been way better than Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Yeah, and now you're sitting here with the controversy between Kansas City, Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri. You know, no, like she fucking, put herself right in the middle of that. Wow. I don't know why. No, it was it's fucking terrible. And it was some like small ass town in Kansas that I've driven through in an Astro van. Like that should never be a f- on a hat. Anyway, and the other, the last one that we watched, which was Mrs. Brian's pick, which was so far up Mrs. Brian's alley. When you watch she, the she film, loved it. <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait for y'all to hear her review of it. I know it she loved it. Indis- as soon as I watched it, <clears throat> indiscretion, I know she loved it. Indiscretion, starring two legitimate actors, and I fucking just it's the guy. Terrible. It's the guy from. Uh, uh, it's Carrie Ulis. He's from Saw. He's from The Princess Bride. He's from fucking like. Legit- yeah, but isn't he also from? Uh, uh, it's a TV show, Touched by an Angel. Nope, that is. I don't think anyone from that film was in Touched okay, by an fair Angel. <laughs> but you know what? Fair enough. Bring that up to Mrs. Brian. She's going to enjoy it because, like, but I will say this: this quarantine has brought us great joy in the fact that we're watching shit that we never would have fucking watched. Um, I mean, yeah. So, so we we should we should be clear about how we select this, right? Because it's well, not I, these I, are I, not selections. No, I explained. We we go to a genre, yeah. a genre that we liked and we scroll and we choose two movies and the group decides on one of those two based off the names. If we've seen it, it gets X. That's why we watch dark places instead of Malcolm X. Cause I watched 30 minutes of it one yeah. time. I mean, why else would you choose Charlize Theron over fucking Denzel Washington is beyond me as to any time that would have ever come up as an option other than like, we want to watch shitty films really and truly. No, Sorry. but here's what happened. Okay. We we get the selections and we get the name only. So Malcolm X, granted, was nominated at least for some awards. It's fucking also based off of a a giant social in, figure. In, in my mind, I was like, I don't want to watch Malcolm X. It's gonna be depressing. We're gonna be talking about like Oh, how did you, how much did you regret that decision after watching Dark Places? Ten thousand percent. So when you watch Dark Places, and you sit there, you're like, "Man, I could have had a mainstream movie, and I don't know if another one's gonna come up." And then the next fucking roulette gives you two shit burgers. I'm just, and gonna- you know that the next person picking is Brian. Uh uh-uh, right? no. Oh yeah, it is me. Yeah, it's it is. So Brian is gonna scroll through a genre where probably additionally we're gonna get some shit burgers. It's gonna be Gettysburg versus fucking nineteen. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be 
watching a fucking Ken Burns documentary. Hell yeah, we are. <laughs> no, we do. We do have limits. It has to be a movie genre. We're not doing fucking documentaries. But I'm gonna pick a docudrama, and it's gonna be <laughs> a docudrama repo yeah. the genetic opera. Maybe we can do. We can do uh, Churchill spies. I started watching that the other day. It's not about Winston Churchill spies. <laughs> Actually, I would have loved for it to be about Winston Churchill spies. It's about people trying to get through spy school that Winston Churchill's people created, which is not what the title suggests it is. <laughs> it really pissed me off. I was like, because I'm a big, like, I think with everybody, right? The History Channel, all that shit. It's World War II and nothing. Oh, yeah. You know, like Vietnam. World War II or bust. Exactly. But I want to hear about some people hating fucking people based on their fucking religion. <laughs> Love it. So, you know, you go through like the simpler times. Nazism. Yeah, you go through Nazism. You go through the fucking Japanese who just hated everybody and like worship their leader as a god and all that shit. And now they're really mourn. Yeah. So, anyways, you go through that and you're like, oh God, England did some cool shit and they actually probably <laughs> won the war. <laughs> and then you land on something that you have never heard of and you were like, holy shit, Winston Churchill had his own spy school. <sighs> nope, <laughs> folks. He probably did. I'd imagine this is based on real life. But if you base it on the show, it's a bunch of Karens trying to get through spy school. Oh, and that's not no. exciting. It's a yeah, it's a big discipline. You're like BBC sets it up, you know, and you're like, oh god, honorable news station. I got this. I understand. Was it BBC We're dealing- three? No, we're dealing with some David Attenborough type shit. You know, like it's it, you're about to go like zoom in. Oh boy, this is the spy school out in Manchester. <laughs> this is where the war was won. And you're like, okay, great. I'm ready for this shit. Nope. It's a fucking Karen trying to jump over a log and can't make it. <laughs> it's the worst. I would I would not suggest yeah, highly, highly unrecommend. So Netflix downvote it, this. Yeah, we, we pay for it. You know, there's a lot of good content. Uh, I would pay for Netflix just to have The Office. Okay. And I well, know The Office is going off Netflix in two years. It's well but, worth the fucking $80 well worth or whatever you're going to spend. But, it's but, but goddamn, there is terrible shit on Netflix. Like more terrible than there is good. It's just like cable TV, the model's just content. It's like just squirt it out as fast as here's, you can and see if anybody watches it. Here's the danger of what we're doing, Frank. We are fucking up a legitimate Netflix algorithm, okay? Because Netflix has, it's rarely steered me wrong. Whenever I, I like, it says, hey, you might like this. Like, I will say, like, 60% of the things that it suggests, like, I might like. I only watch like 20% of that. So, right. really, like, honestly, it's a win win based off of my own thoughts. But by watching these shitty films, I feel like it's really going to fuck us for the next year trying to get out of this well, Netflix. What we, what we should do, that's, a, that's a good idea. That's actually a good point. We should just create a separate profile, profile for this instance. Yeah, see, titled Crap. Yeah. And then <laughs> Garbaccio. If you feel like watching crap, go to this profile because. <laughs> You had the chance to redeem yourself by watching Malcolm X and you watched dark fucking places. places. So here's what you have to do. You have to choose based off your profile and your genre or your genre. Uh-huh. And then you have to watch it on the Garbaccio. 
profile because otherwise you're gonna fuck yourself. Yep. And that's not gonna. So I, okay, yeah, I'm gonna present this to Mrs. Brian tonight. We're gonna make sure that we 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 are planning properly because you're right. Y'all about to watch a fucking Ken Burns docudrama about Ugh. goddamn code breakers of the early 1900s. It's going to be fucking amazing. Y'all I mean, I'll enjoy it. it. I can tell you I might be the only person giving feedback on it because there's no way Anyone's your gonna, wife, her friend, or my wife is getting through that fucking shit. Oh, yeah. No, no they'll get through it. They'll get through it. You know why? Because it took us... I'm going to say this respectably. It took us all of three hours to get through indiscretion last night because I fell asleep halfway through and Mrs. Brian decided to stop it while I was sleeping. So when I woke up, she was watching Real Housewives of so-and-so and I was like, God damn it. She was like, you ready to watch indiscretion now? I'm like, I... after we watched this episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because I feel like I'm now I'm in. I'm invested into what the fuck Dude, is happening. Uh, yeah, we got we got two nights. We're talking about that. I'm just telling you right now that summation might be the worst movie I've ever seen. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. That movie is on par with most of the movies that we watch at our house. <laughs> so just get ready for Mrs. Brian to fucking <laughs> run you over with her. I know and her. she loved it. Oh, like as soon as I watched it, I told Christina, "This is Days of Our Lives Hallmark style." Like no, it's no, just what, what you what you described is. A lifetime movie with fuck in it. Yeah. Both the word and the action would not show mm-hmm. up in a lifetime movie, but it was in this film. So, indiscretion. That's going to be my summation on Saturday when we go no, over it. I think it. it's accurate. And I, I know accurate. it's accurate because Carrie Eulis says fuck no less than 20 times in about five minutes, which is beyond me. I have respect for Carrie Eulis. Okay. He was in Saw, Saw One. Okay. <laughs> And he carried through his fucking activity, spoiler alert, through the entire Saw saga. The saga, if you will. Much respect for the man. But he uh, said fuck way too many times for even season one of No Bear Left Behind. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's That's dude, saying something. The, that, that whole thing, is it was too much for me. All right, speaking of too much. much for me, we're at an hour 52, Wait, so we're ready, we're ready yeah, we to wrap to... up. So I'm going to go ahead and play us out. Hey, hey I'm going to kick it old school. One, two, three, or four, Frank. Uh, I'm going to go with three on this one. All right. We got a nice little, nice little whiskey tribe exit here. Okay. I rip them off. I don't care. I like the, I like the show. You should go check them out. Whiskey tribe on uh, YouTube. It'll be fun. While you're over on uh, the social medias, Check us out over at No Beer Left Cast on Twitter and Instagram and at NBLB Beer on Twitter for that beer, beer, good, good. Okay? We do have a Facebook page if, for those of you uh, who are listening who are living that boomer lifestyle. But uh, don't post a lot over there. Okay? Uh, thank you for joining us this week and every week, except for last. Sorry. I should have thought about that before I said it. Regardless, thank you for joining us here on Over Left Behind. We appreciate your time, your reviews over on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Please let people know the goodness that is happening over here on Over Left Behind. And until next time, for Brian here in North Texas, finishing up that great Scott by Petticolus Brewing. I'm out. Uh, yeah, for Frank in far, 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 far South Austin. Uh, just want to be sure, you know, we're getting into the summer. 
so everybody's going to be getting into, you know, swimming pools, getting into lakes. Just make sure, you know, spare the... Don't do that. Because... <laughs> No, I mean, you know, if, if you're in water with people with COVID, you can catch it as well because people sweat in water. So, yeah, you know, this sucks, but just be smart about it. We're out. Bye.